over there. <laughs> Tom did not he's, he's not even. He's not gonna make it. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Moments before I we start one this trips recording. To Wales and goes crazy. Yeah, Josh is sick. Welcome to Plat Shadow Overwatch. Special episode. We're not using a numbered system for this one. Look at him. He's dying. Mm. Hold it in. Hold it in. Um, I've had a cough recently. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry about that. A little bit sick. Not not COVID because you got tested. And that's what you get when you go out there licking toilet seats. Never done that. Don't know. Don't know why you'd accuse me of that. <laughs> you haven't done it. You haven't licked any toilet seats for TikTok. Like, like, he like does a, it for t for TikTok challenges. Like a like a like a loo licky. Don't they call it that this over there? Loo licking. And you started with toilet licking. Oh my goodness. Well, um, everybody's also sick as well. Jonathan's also sick. That's why he's not on this special episode that we're doing as well. So if you could all write a comment saying, get well soon, Mr. Larson, exclamation mark. I'd appreciate that. And He's uh, too hungover to show up. Yeah, let me, I mean, I don't think that's the case. But I will explain the episode of what we're doing as well, because it's, it's a special one. It's a little bit different to what we're usually doing. But as it's the end of Overwatch 1 as an era, as a game, we have decided to go back and separately, all of us, we're going to do this for essentially every single category and role, but starting with the roles of like DPS, main support, flex support, uh, main tank, off tank. We're going to rate our top 10 players of all time of Overwatch 1 history. Uh, all the way back since the very beginning of Overwatch's release in esports, our top 10 players. And today's episode is going to be focused around the main supports. And so how we've done this, I'm going to be honest with you, we've all done it differently, I think, but we haven't communicated at all how we've ranked any of these players. We've put together our top 15 players, our top 15 main supports. Kurt has used a highly advanced algorithm to sort the top 10 players and combine he built an, an AI list. to process yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, he's he's used a very advanced algorithm to combine our lists into one top 10 list, which is all of us here, including Johnny's um, top 15 players. And the reason we did top 15, we're only showing the top five, is because we use... Top a, 10. <laughs> yes. The, yes. We're only, the showing, the only showing the top 10 instead of the top 15. It's because... Those five players that are left off is what I meant to say. At the end, they get they get essentially turned into this blender point system and they get added on to break tiebreakers. It's a very complicated system, but it all works in the end. And uh, yeah, that is our plan. These are the episodes we've got coming out. To, to begin, Bren, I am interested in hearing what people were thinking about when they're trying to judge this mm. because... I found uh, just a shout out as well to Yiska, who's been doing, he hasn't been doing a top 10 of all time, but he's been doing his idea of the best player from Overwatch 1. He called it like the greatest six or something. So he did an article where he picked what, in his opinion, the best main support of all time in Overwatch 1 was. And he said it was, he found it to be very difficult. And also all of the comments, everybody has different criteria as to what 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 they count as GOAT status. Do you have to be playing since 2016 when the game came out? Do you have to have been playing at the top level for many years? Is about peak? I, I think that kind of stuff is very interesting. And I like the fact that we didn't communicate beforehand because it's going to blend a lot of different opinions on what makes somebody the GOAT into mm. one. Yeah, so we, we all went with different methods. Matt, what did, you, what did you get started? When you were ranking your top players, when you're looking back through the annals mm. of time, just find your top 15 main support yeah. players. What was your what was your your marking criteria? I had many criteria. Uh, many, many criteria. It was I like, uh, so. you know, 
Ah. Uh, <laughs> what's a I'm just wondering if you have thought processes. My, my main thought process was, fuck, I hope I don't forget anybody. That was my main thought <laughs> during the entire time. Uh, I had a pretty clear idea. Main support was actually quite hard, I would say. Uh, as we went, like, yeah. like, as you got past, like, six or seven, there are so many people who are pretty even, in which you case you kind of had to judge, like, who had the highest career accolades and then maybe, like, do those career accolades, like, outweigh maybe somebody who's, like, a little bit more skilled than the other. Uh, I would say I think this will actually probably be the hardest ranking we'll have to do uh, as main support because I think it's so... Outside of, oh. I think, a few outliers, it's very difficult to separate yourself from the pack. Yeah, that's fair. I guess, I guess, in terms of like differentiating out the impact, it's hard. But when you look at like DPS or off tank or things like that, there's just so many really, really good players. Well, I think for the main support, there's like it's just hard to figure out the impact of them necessarily relative to their team and the era they played. And all the other things. So, mm. but I mean, I think they're all going to be hard. But I don't think it's unfair to say that this might be the hardest. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's all going to be fucking hard. What about you, Josh? I I found this to be ex extraordinarily difficult once you got past like seventh. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that the top four pretty locked in, in my opinion. If anyone has different picks for the top four, I'd be amazed. And <laughs> what did you guys so have for I'm top sure four? I'm like, well, I'm like, oh wait, hold yeah. on. Like, All right, we'll anyway, see. anyway, we'll see. Then, then I think as you go down, it really does become hard because I tended to go for people who had peaks of good performance rather than years of mediocrity, because that doesn't really scream like it doesn't engage with me just that you were average for year upon year upon year upon year you, you've got to have done something you've got to have achieved something even if it was for only one year of your career that that to me was like a big thing also fuck this bullshit about playing before overwatch league honestly like if if all of your accomplishments were pre-owl get off my list get off my list really? but it should be weighted still I, I still think there should be some weight if like if you're looking at a situation where maybe players are equivalent or roughly equivalent, and one player had a lot of success pre-Overwatch League, then I think that should still count something. Personally, though, if your career didn't make it past Overwatch League, like if you sure. died within the first year of Overwatch League, I already counted out your career because you have no staying power. Like, you didn't get there once the competition got tough. So I yeah. know that that's going to be a controversial point. Maybe not so much with main support, but definitely with some of our later ones as well, where people, you know, have rosy, rosy memories about people who dominated Apex and then just fell off a cliff in Al. But yeah. to me, you've got to perform yeah. at least for some of the years of Al. I, um, I, I had the similar approach to all of you, but as well, I started, I was taking into account things that none of you guys have mentioned. I was thinking about, <laughs> this, I mean, this, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about, if they were innovators within their role, like at in a period of time, if they were the ones pushing how a role was played, yeah. further is Joe Meister number one you, on your yeah. list then? Because he got scroll wheel banned? So he is can. Joe Meister number one? Is Joe Meister number one on the list because he got scroll wheel banned? Is he number one? Yeah, yeah. He got Lucio scroll wheel jumping banned. Actually, the I think that's like he refuted that rumor. He technically refuted that rumor, but I think it is funny. Um, what else did I have? Uh, and I also had in terms of their impact on the wider scene as being um, sp spokespeople, like kind of like grounded figures that people looked up to. 
um, as main. What in the Lord's name does that mean? <laughs> so you're saying Ground PMA? If they were for the PMA. PMA. If no, 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 not even PMA, but like if they were, um, if they were just like when you thought of in that year, if you thought of main support, their name would come to mind in a lot of ways because mm. even if they weren't the most um, like mechanically skilled player in the world, they were charismatic and they knew how to, you know, they, they were so clearly important. Jake. Clearly important was their team. Jake. <laughs> you've got Jake Mercy up there. Jake's in my top four. No, he's not. Stop. You are going to be I very be surprised who almost made the top 10, but we could probably yeah. get started soon. We, yeah, let's get started with yeah. this. So we're, we're going to show all of our lists at the very end. So we're going to see what all of us had. Um, but to begin with, we're just going to start right at the very bottom. This is our aggregated list that Kurt has cooked up in the lab. The algorithm is at work. Number 10 of Dude, our the top... of this is going to be mental. Number <laughs> 10 of our top 10 main supports of all time of Overwatch 1 history. Kurt, feel it. I forgot. Oh. You forgot. I, <laughs> you forgot IDK. I forgot about I actually IDK. Had him, yep. I actually had him at 13th as well, which is interesting because this showcases one of the things about aggregated top 10s is that as long as somebody gets mentioned quite a lot, they are going to have a like higher um, aggregate score than where anybody put them. So, for example, we've, we've got like four people who put them at 13th or something like that for IDK. Oh, not quite as 11th, 13th, 13th, and then off the list. But people that we've rated higher, other people have forgotten about or not rated at all, just thought they weren't that good. So IDK is big enough of a presence. He's kind of got that Brent factor that you were talking about. You know him. People talked about him. He was, in some sense, interesting to discuss the way that he played. Mm -hmm. And so he had an impact in that sense because he's noticeable. Yeah, I mean, I thought IDK was... Uh... He he definitely deserved to be like in the top fifteen. I don't know. I, I'm very curious of who you had in there that he didn't make it. But you'll see at the end. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm interested to see uh, what what that would be too. I, I thought he was pretty impactful when he was in the league. He was a you know very aggressive uh, Lucio player. I think, uh, and you, that's kind of really like his like biggest peak though, right? Is like you know the the season with Hangzhou. I mean, 2019 was his best year. Yeah by far um and i think that's where his name was in it the most i i for me at least i think he was really like you said matt very aggressive his mechanics on lucio i think were pretty strong um mm -hmm. but i didn't really love his play style ever and i think he was kind of like lisha gong in that it was high risk high reward but the difference is he never seemed to be his mechanics slash game sense were never high enough to make the play style work um nearly as much uh, so a lot of times he kind of just kind yeah. of fed. So already, I think for <laughs> I think for me that's why he lost points. But overall he was a really really aggressive like playmaking type of player. Frank, can you lower your TV? You deaf? Yeah, I can. I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it pretty. I'm hearing um, it pretty heavily too. Yeah. I I also um, I had IDK on, on my list, but like I said, I had him at 13th. The reason I didn't have him higher is because I've already said this piece in one of the previous part chats. I feel like he had the right idea with Lucio about trying to make it high impact, go for kills, like play aggressively. 
but he just didn't quite have the same talent as some of the people who are going to be higher up on the list who did that play style really, really See, well. I think he had the his... talent. I don't think he had the longevity. I don't think he had like the... Well, I was going to say, actually, one of the markers for IDK being on the list, and one of the reasons I quite like him being at the 10th position here is because he does have longevity that extends before Overwatch before League and yeah. through Overwatch League as well. Uh, this guy was on my radar in 2017 when he was playing for a Freak of Freaks Blue. And he was playing with like, um, with Mano, with Arhan. And like th that team was really innovative. They had uh, Tyrong as coach and they were a really cool team to watch pre-Owl. And he was one of those players that's actually passed the test of time. And yeah, he didn't ever break into like incredible elite status apart from that one year where he got picked for the world cup and stuff as well but he was he was on people's radars as a guy that had potential even way back yeah did hundra win anything in 2019 uh in 2019 i believe they went one? to like if uh, mm, let me let titles? me check on this real quick no title wise no, i don't believe close. they won anything no, 2019's even... the year of the shock vancouver rivalry yeah, yeah but yeah, that's what i mean did they though, right? close to any of them uh, I think four. Finish? No, no, no. They don't think they. I think they finished overall yeah, they regular season. I, they they in, finished the overall oh, yeah, season right, in 2019 yeah. very high. I yeah. remember that. But they finished top four because they had a really good. They had like very strong stage three and four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it was like uh, I, remember, yeah. I remember it pretty. Uh, 2019 is pretty vivid in my head. I quite like that season. Yeah, uh, the Spark at some points were looking like solidly the third best team. They're not at the beginning of the season, but towards the end, they yeah. looked like the third best team. But they top still five was like uh, top what? Two. it was like Shock Titans, uh, Hangzhou. New York and like yeah. the gladiators yeah. flavor of the month I, yeah. I definitely I didn't have it on my list as well because when I'm thinking about the GOATS era 2019 I'm thinking about way different candidates I mean two candidates which you can already pick in your brain but that's part of the reason and I also I was considering some some weird elements you must have had some wacky list. choices yeah, for some his wacky name not to cross yeah. your list at all anyway, IDK you know, made I mine and I tried to sneak 16 I, players into my I, I have nothing more to discuss on this one let's bring up the next okay. player number 9 of our top 10 yo okay. I had him a bit higher same wow I had him yeah not not much higher but I had him higher yeah I also had him a bit higher as well but not much higher either I think this guy, okay, so to talk about his, the stuff that he does incredibly well, he's got some of the best movement in the entire game on Lucio. Yeah. I mean, the, there are other pro Lucios who are trying to learn from FD God because he's that much better when he came in on his rookie season in 2020. And he was bossing people around this year. I think in terms of things that are bad about FD God's uh, attempt at winning like a GOAT competition, hasn't been around for very long. So never going to actually win uh, a title like this. But also, he just got bad rap all this year playing for the Shock. Yeah, I think him being this low is probably a bit of like a, just kind of looking at like just his recent performances, right? And like kind of the community narrative, narrative overall that's kind of gone. Well, I was Said the biggest FD God defender of 2021, and I don't think I had him on my list. You, you didn't, didn't have him on your list. list. What are you? What do you mean? You don't. Who is on IDK or FD God? Who do, who do you got up here? What is going you on? Just you just pick like uh, like who like streamers, just community figures. Well, like well, I was yeah, thinking, you know. When I was thinking about this list, I'm thinking of all time. I'm thinking categorizing the the history of Overwatch One into legacies, into periods of time where people were performing incredibly well, and looking at their 
you know, how much they were winning, if they actually won anything notable, if what, what, uh, what era they were playing in, whether the competition was, you know, higher at this point, lower at this point. I was weighing it differently in my brain like that. I, I, I'll agree with you guys. I may have fucked up my list. I, might, I, <laughs> I, I was worried I about my list, well. but I feel fucking great about my list now. It's only it's only twenty percent of the vote as well, so it's not like Brendan's sure. done major damage here. Right, um, but <laughs> yeah. we don't know how reinforced voted at all, so it's possible that yeah, we don't know. Oh, absolute maniac kind of voting, but I, mean, I can see where you're coming from because FD God really hasn't been around for that long. No. He played two seasons, and. He was incredible in his rookie season, and he was good in his second as well. Much maligned, but um, but still good. And you know he's playing in the most competitive era of the game, so yeah. that's where I give him credit and think he deserves to be on the list. Oh, and I think you can tell with his mechanical skill for a guy who only played two years. Yeah, yeah. His, you can tell with his like movement and it's just mechanical skill. Like he is definitely ahead of. I mean, look at the way he plays Lucio versus some of the players who you know in the early ages of overwatch did and it's like laughable to go back and look at some of that footage like he is just on another level i think if you had this if you had this list of only lucio players he could have potentially made an argument to crack like top five or even if depending how big of a simp you are top three in terms of like lucio only list um if you really really loved fd god you could theoretically make that argument but when you take into context his whole history uh and also his other heroes, which I actually think his Mercy was pretty good. Um, is pretty decent. It's just like his Brigida that he lost points for, uh, most noticeably. Uh, and I think also adjusting to some of the other more recent play styles, he struggled a bit. But he was uh, really, really good still. And his mechanics on Lucio are extremely top tier. Uh, it's just, to me, he lost points for some of his hero flexibility and I think adaptation uh, in, some certain, in certain metas, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's man. I cannot wait to see the list at the end of this. I mean, this, this is ridiculous. Let's let's roll number eight. Let's see what we got here in the aggregated list. Mm. Okay, it's a little I bit had lower him than higher, I higher, but I didn't. I I now don't feel great about that. I had him higher too. Oh, okay, this is about yeah. where I put him. Actually, I think. I think Jexa... He wasn't on Bryn's list. <clears throat> no, he was. Jexa was on my list, but this is around where... I had Jexa tied of a lot of players, um, and I was struggling to place his actual... Like, where did I want him in the list? And I ended up going with lower, um, because I pinned him as... This is... This is in, my, in my comment, I remember writing this, I said, I think of Jexa as a bit of a chemistry player. I just made up that term. Um, he's, he's a kind of player where you get the best out of him when he's playing with a team that he's most comfortable with. And it was when we saw this guy playing on the fuel and he's playing with teammates that he's played with in the past and he's comfortable. He didn't reinvent, he didn't push the limits of the hero that he was playing on, on Lucio, but he kind of played within his role. He knew the ins and outs of his team at a time and you really saw the best out of him there. Um, I had him higher just because I thought, you know, he's obviously been a pro player for a very long time, yeah, but then yeah. I also thought that the way that he performed with the Dallas Fuel this season, at least for me, carried a lot of weight because I thought this was one of the more competitive seasons in Owl we've ever had. And to play that sure. well, I think mm -hmm. I kind of elevated him from this spot. The reason that I, I mean, I think he's pretty fairly rated here personally, but, yeah. but I definitely think he played his best most recently, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think he's a really good 
all-round player as well. Some of the players that we've talked about so far and some that we'll mention later on, primarily it's their Lucio. That's what we're going to be talking about. Or for some of them, you know, the odd example, it'll be that they had an incredible break and it really made the difference. But Jex has got the flexibility to play any of the heroes that you want from him. Um, is is he going to be on any, anybody's list of like the greatest X hero? Like, uh, did he have the best peak performance on Lucio, on Brig, on on Mercy? I, I don't think so. But I think what's excellent about him is that he was able to play to a top level, not just on this team, but he actually played pretty well when he was even on like a the scrappier squad of the Houston Outlaws when he was playing in 2020. Like he still had pretty decent moments when he was playing Lucio and playing Brig on that team, even though the team was an absolute disaster uh, last year, or not last year, the, the year before that. 2019 or 2019 or 2020 i should say and and i would have had jexa higher on my list had he been able to demonstrate the potential that we saw from him in contenders earlier in the earlier earlier in his owl career sorry so he played for like when, when he got signed to owl when he came out of element mystic there was a lot of hype around this guy there was a lot of talk he was um pretty fluently bilingual korean and english so he was a pretty hot pickup uh he was igling um the guy's like a hot commodity and the first two years <coughs> were kind of limp <laughs> he's there he goes again is, there he goes is josh still echoing in my mic yes he, i mean it's <laughs> echoing pretty he is echoing a bit he's not we're not echoing i've got it down so much. low on the volume but i think i think you know it's getting there i do think that for jexa i had jexa a bit higher a couple spots higher because i do agree with the points that he never he's not going to be the best on any hero and also comparatively to his element mystic performance going into overwatch league especially on dynasty his first year on the dynasty he looked pretty underwhelming but i gave him extra points for two reasons one he looked good like good on a bad team which is extremely hard to do as a main support player Mm -hmm. um very hard to do that and two he is also extremely well-rounded and consistent uh at both hero pool wise and his overall performance game to game and that to me one of my big criteria for like determining how high i place a player at times is like just how consistent they are because consistency is like the full it is the philosopher's stones of esports like if you get a guy that's always going to play like at his level at a very good level at every game you've that's like a diamond in the rough because so even some of the so many of the best players have games where they just drop off a cliff mm-hmm. um while jexa i don't think ever had like a really terrible streak of performances he was like always solid and well-rounded which to me puts him way up on the list considering his overall performance was always really good on a variety of heroes uh so that's why to me i think i put him up a little bit higher than this spot hmm. yeah no I, I can't fault it i mean i had jexa tied of a lot of people around this kind of uh portion but i ended up knocking him lower just because of what i said earlier about the the whole i felt like you got the best out of him when he was playing with a really good team which we saw coincidentally in the most recent year um but yeah let's roll on number seven of our top 10 main supports hmm Mm. I had him higher. I had him lower. Oh. Yeah, you've... What the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is what a really is good this? clip. What? 
this is this like i think this might have been the like slime montage the of josh talking about yeah. slime yeah I can we can we roll that. that back again i just want to see what are you in your are you are in you the, 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 the parents house that's this <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's this dresser right there. Yeah, oh my god. That's really funny. <laughs> that's wild. It's funny how much of your parents' house is baked into Overwatch League history. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like it's not even it's like anything really to do. Funny. Like your parents' house is essentially just uh, it's something they're gonna like what they did to like George Washington's house or some historical figure, but they just preserve it and you can go visit it later. We're coaching. <laughs> Yeah, the people who really yeah, liked Overwatch One go on yeah. pilgrimages to yeah. Josh's parents' house. Yo, now, I I had slime. Even though I'm, uh, even though you used my quote and my face in this clip, <laughs> I actually had slime in tenth. Mm. But you know, oh, uh, don't I'm, show mine. I had him way higher. My quote, I, 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 I had slime Listen, high. I thought he was elite when he played. I love this guy. Can't believe that he didn't get played more after the Vancouver Titans exploded and this runaway roster disappeared. I simply don't understand why he didn't get played more. But as it was, he didn't. I had him higher. He just didn't play very much. Because this team was so talented and he was like just as a rookie, just so impressive. And then even things before Owl... And then I didn't really kind of hold the Titans just like screwing everybody and falling apart against him. Uh, in, I actually think probably with like a, a similarly caliber team, he can actually probably still play at like this high of level. Yeah. I am really high up because I put a ton of stock into the GOATS era uh, in terms of just the development of the role that main support was. I felt like it, as bad as GOATS was to watch for an entire year, having it literally be the sole composition and the thing that people are pushing forwards and innovating in, like the changes that we saw and how teams played GOATS, very like the tiny micro stuff that's so nerdy that most people just don't care about that much. It, it's It brought some of the pinnacle of gameplay that we saw in Overwatch. Some of my favorite moments watching Overwatch came from 2019. And yeah, this, I, I think <laughs> in terms of Lucio play, it was also a meta where Lucio play was crazy impactful in GOATS. Like you're, a, a good Lucio player could honestly carry team fights in terms of how they positioned, when they decided to boop, how they booped, how they comboed with the rest of their team. Like they were incredibly impactful. So not only was it a meta that we saw kind of each role being honed to its very highest level. I say each role, DPS wasn't being played, but in terms of the tanks and the support play, it was being honed to a higher level. We also saw uh, incredible moments coming out from individuals. So Slime was high up for that reason for me, because this guy, when he was on his team, he, he, was, he, was, he was up there as potentially the best main support at the time. I mean, you can make an argument, obviously, that that's not the case because of just the accomplishments and how 2019 played out, but... For me, that that's why I put Slime up particularly high. Yeah, I mean, I think that's completely fair. In fact, when I look at my ranking a little bit more, I maybe was a little harsh on him and could have put him up a little bit more, but I still agree with around like the 10th spot for him, maybe like, but maybe 10th to 9th because it is undoubtable. It's essentially undoubtedly true that he was one of the best main support players in 2019. So he deserves a spot around this top 10 um just for being so good during that era and also pre-overwatch league on runaway but his 2020 performance i actually wasn't as big on him i still thought toby was a better player um and on top of that his most recent performance with 
Mayhem, he was pretty rough. And also, he never had, regardless of an overall performance on on his, like, some of his more uh, signature heroes, like Lucio, he also never had a very deep hero pool, um, which hurts him, in my eyes, a bit. Uh, not having a deep hero pool. And in addition, I think that he had a lot, in particular this past year, some very big lows in addition to like his previous highs, which also consistency does um, hurt. Like if you don't have some consistent performances from year to year. So Only he Overwatch had a very a standout performance. Movie. Only in Overwatch, you get a frag movie with a bad cap. Yeah. <laughs> you're staring at the limousine on Hollywood second. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think he was uh, I think he was really good though, and he did, and just because of his goats and runaway level performance, he deserves to be around like the top ten ish around there. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's take a look at number six then in the top ten main supports. I like I like how I like how every one of these quotes so far have been Johnny's. Yeah, well, he's he's like well too. Quotes at all. Sad one. Jonathan's gone. I like to hear his thoughts. This is it's, yeah, it's good yeah. to hear what he thought about these. Well, where did you guys have Moss on your list? I, around here, I had him actually oh, yeah. one spot lower. I had, I had to pull up my list. list. I can't yeah. remember. See, I I had him around this spot, and it also means I've just realized that one of my players that I had in like seventh, eighth, um, is not going to make this list because now things are getting too tight and. <laughs> I'm interested to see where he disappeared off to. I know where um, I know where what one of my top ten is not on this list already. So yeah, yeah probably one that. of mine isn't gonna make it either. I'm curious who actually ended up. I had I, I had Mosca a bit lower, but oh. after kind of thinking about it, I probably shouldn't have. Uh, I probably kind of underrated him, undervalued him a bit. I think Massa played a great year this year, right? Like one of the Brendan didn't have Massa on his list. I did have Massa on my list. I just checked. I had him at number eight. Yeah, one of the biggest reasons you have Master in this position is because of this year's performance. It's not just that he's been around for a while and been just a rock-solid player for the Atlanta Reign. It's that he's actually gotten... He's had his best year when the competition was the hardest, and it was really helpful for the Atlanta Reign to get to that next level. It wasn't just him, obviously, but he elevated as the team elevated as well and played... The, the best Overwatch we've seen from him. The guy's also flexible, not a one-trick. He captains the team. There's a lot of good stuff to be to be said about Massa. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I mean, it's... I remember distinctly, I've got a memory of like 2019 of listening to um, a lot of the team's comms, which I don't think I'm allowed to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, that I was listening to the team's comms, you know, and I was uh, doing some insider trading and getting a ton of money off of it. No, it's a joke. But the, <laughs> the uh, we, we were listening in on some of the comms as well because the, we had access to it in the production room when we were listening in. And Master struck me as somebody who was, I mean, the sole focus was a drive to win even around a completely dysfunctional squad. Like he he was he was wrangling just emotionally stunted individuals all over the place, and uh, the drive to win just never stopped. And we saw it culminate in a peak of 2021, where the game has never been developed higher, which I put a ton of stock into. Um, he you know a lot of his accomplishments coming from 2021, but also just the fact that he's been sticking around and still kept at it despite everything that's been going on with with him being on the reign as a team. Um, yeah, very good player, very solid player in terms of his mechanics. Not the best that's ever done it, but definitely worth of the, the top 10. Yep, 
I think he's, uh, I think also one, something that also gave points on this list for me, um, was if you were a in-game leader, um, as a main support player, but that applies to every role as we do that. Like if you were an in-game leader, you'll get extra points. It doesn't just apply to main support. Mm -hmm. So Moss, I got extra points for that, for being very vocal, uh, a leader for a lot of his team. Uh, he got points because yes, he's had one mad year in 2020, but he had his most recent performance was a great year. His 2019 was a good year, and his pre-Overwatch league was very good with Team Giganti. Um, so he's had a very consistently good career. He has good hero pool. and He didn't have a great hero pool in 2020, but he improved it massively for 2021 and had a very solid uh, performance across multiple heroes for 2021. Uh, and then also, on top of all these other factors, his mechanics, his overall mechanics are just very good. Uh, so... He deserves, a, a, in my opinion, I had him around like, I had him around seven-ish just because I didn't find him to be as consistent as some of the other players above him just because of the 2020. But he deserved to be like sort of in the, almost have had him trying to approach then. that mid-pack. The end of hmm? this list. Someone must have had him high at the end of this list when we, when we get to see yeah, all of them. But he had to because I didn't have him this high. I had Jonathan him really well have done. Maybe Johnny. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I also think it's interesting the spread of regions that have been represented so far as well. Oh. I think we've had FD got a massa from Europe, and then we've had the rest coming from Korea, right? With Jexa, Slime, um, damn it, I've forgotten somebody. Well, my top 10 actually, IDK. since we've already passed it at this point, yeah, I've already had IDK, sorry. I've already had, I did have well, a well, Chinese we're gonna player see the top earlier than this, so yeah. We're going to see we'll it, see. don't worry. We're gonna get. We're gonna, we'll get we're gonna get there. We're not. We're on number I'm five. The I'm spoiling shit. We're get, yeah, we're getting, I'm we're getting through. Number it. five. I'm not spoiling. I'm just giving a number five on the list. Drum roll, please. It's this a big boy territory. No. <laughs> Give it all. Yeah, there's my Yo. man. Hmm. What was I there something wrong with my quotes, Kurt? Were they too long? <laughs> okay. I had him. Mine around were not here. like complete thoughts. Mine were essentially uh, just like blurbs. Yeah. Same with me. Um. Yeah. I mean. I had I had uh, Evil Till in because you know really just China China's best main support right uh, throughout I think kind of the longevity of Overwatch one uh, outside of uh, what outside of uh, Overwatch League play also a strong play in like World Cup yep uh, you know on the global scale as well uh, just a, a really strong player throughout uh, and I think Chengdu has actually been more competitive in Overwatch League uh, than people have ever kind of like imagined considering some of the you know the the early kind of uh shenanigans with the shanghai dragons first person on the list as well that you can say is elite uh brigand mercy rather than <laughs> yep. their focus being lucio. lucio yeah i mean evil is on this list in my opinion primarily because of his brig and his mercy play and there's nothing wrong with that the guy is insanely good at both of them the movement is superb and the impact that he's able to get from both in an aggressive manner when obviously that's not usual is fantastic it's been at its peak as chengdu has peaked but he hasn't had to rely on his team being good in order to find success he's also been good in other years even when chengdu was in the chengdu zone you could still tell yeah. that evil was a top main support player you know maybe not like absolute tippity top in those previous years but he was up there and you could tell he had talent yeah i might have actually put him one spot i actually had him exactly at five and six. I, I agree with all the points you made, and I potentially would have had him one spot higher if not for one thing, because I do also take into account how they're how they interact with their team and like 
because a big portion of just esports and team play in general, but also as a main sport player, is how you interact and mesh with your team. And he actually lost some points from, he would have gotten number four for me, except for the fact that there was some controversy this year because he was being like a hardcore diva and they made Nisha have to play because of Evil Tool's attitude in the locker room. And he lost points for that just because like he would have been probably four if not for the fact that he kind of hamstrung Chengdu some bits because of his own. And they and the t fans all went apeshit because he wasn't playing, but it was actually him just being a diva. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. but he would have been four otherwise if not for that for me. I completely agree with all these points. Yeah, I got. I had Eva till um, pretty high up. I can't remember where, but um, for similar reasons. I mean, the guy was just excelling in every kind of role which you would confine to the main support, and also was uh, kind of paramount to the success of China as a region in the Overwatch World Cup, which I also considered like hugely important to, to that region as well. Doing well in the Overwatch World Cup, uh, a great player all around. So well deserved at number five. Now we're getting into the, the the meat and potatoes of the shoe. Big boys. This is this is where you start to see the carbohydrates coming together. You know, the uh, the the starch is starting to form a nice thick broth as we get into the top four. I just want to I just want to tell you guys, don't fuck me on this, okay? Don't. What do you mean? Don't, don't fuck you on this. What do you I, mean, mean, I don't know. If there's some dumb shit in the top four, <laughs> I'm gonna throw chairs around. I may have Not to see. It depends on me and Brian are here, so there's clearly I feel no like nothing is stupid. The one to throw the silly juice into the potion. Okay, <laughs> anyone that's throwing the silly juice here, what it's could gonna be, be Brent? We've all got different thoughts and criteria of how we're measuring these players. Without further ado, number four of our top ten main supports. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very okay, solid. Sure. Very solid. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get a chance to play right away. I also think probably this year, obviously, Number not four is being funny able to... for all audio listeners. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've been saying not... any of the names. No. Uh, this year, <laughs> not being it. able to... Well, they'll understand. Uh, they'll, they'll get, get it. it uh, if they listen. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of got owned a little bit this year without being able to play a ton. Yeah. Uh, and then also, if you remember what, at the beginning of his Overwatch League career, he was pretty much uh, a bench player for Atlanta, right? Uh, well, originally, I think he actually served a competitive ban for boosting, didn't he? He was, he was under a competitive ban for boosting, oh, yeah. so that's why he couldn't yeah. play. So, like, yeah. he was originally going to be involved in the league. I think he was, I think Boston would try to He was to supposed to be Boston. Him, it was supposed to be Boston. They dropped him because of the ban, and then uh, Atlanta picked him up under, like, Atlanta Academy, and then held him there until he was old enough to play with them. Yeah, and yeah. then he, he was still benched for a while afterwards when right. he joined the league. Yes. So, like, the guys had a myriad factors to halt his progression to excellency, and yet he still demonstrated how good he is. Sorry, there's chaos in the house occurring. No, it was there. There's absolutely chaos in the house worry. occurring. Why it's, why it's moving copious amounts of furniture back and forth <laughs> through <laughs> the set as he's walked in. The, uh, yeah, I mean, Funny Astro was high up on my list. The guy... Even when he was playing in contenders, I feel like main support was one of those roles that scouting for the role was not particularly great. So even if you were an absolutely sublime player in main support playing in contenders, it, could took a, it takes a while for you to get brought up into the kind of higher ecosystem. It's not something that most people have a keen eye for, I think, when it comes to like looking at talent. And the guy was just insane. Like it, his... I did have him lower, I would say. Uh, I... I can't remember. This where is I had exactly him. where I had him. I, 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 I had I him higher. I had him one spot higher. Oh really? Uh, See, I had him lower because uh, 
uh, obviously he didn't play a ton this past yeah. year. He was just that one season in Philly, but then even yeah. when they were in Philly, like they never won a stage or anything along those lines. But obviously, I mean, first in the regular season. Yeah, that's true. They won the regular season. That's I, well. Good. I mean, yeah, they, they 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 won the matches that nobody gets paid to win. Yeah, I mean, they 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 lost all the tournaments, but. I mean, yeah, I I had I took a little bit of points, I guess, away uh, from that regard. I kind of valued the winning of the stages and stuff a little bit more. Uh, I think he's had a he's had a tough career, honestly. Yes, he it has not been easy for him. the opportunities to shine. But the biggest reason you have him this high up on the list is not necessarily because of his on paper achievements. It's because when you look at him with your eyeballs, you can <laughs> see, my God, this guy has talent, yeah. um, and he's worked on his other heroes as well he's not just a lucio one trick uh, the guy's got other stuff that he can pull out as yeah. well it's improved quite a lot he's got a good flexibility he was pulling out the batiste and looking good at it as well he's just a talented player i think um it, it you know it, it would be it would be a stretch perhaps at least when i was thinking about it to push him into the top three because of those lack of on-paper achievements but when i was weighing up like how much does somebody have to have actually achieved versus me thinking they're just elite uh funny astro was top of the list in terms of elite players that haven't actually done or won too much on paper because he's yeah. just so damn good yeah, if I had done it more based off of his pure amount of achievements, he would be lower. But because I strongly believe, based off his play and how his flexible his hero pool is currently, along with his attitude, I think his attitude's really good. I think that uh, for me, it put him into the top three just because of all those multitude of factors. Though it's probably the most nebulous of all the other tops, just because of like the reality he hasn't played as much or gone as or won as much either. If I would have went more on like just skill and just individual play, I probably would have had him way harder. Mm. Josh, your player that you're saying don't fuck me here that you really want in the top, have they shown up yet? Um, no, no, no. The the player that my I was player has was not in my top ten. Is there's no chance he's in the top three? So don't even worry about that. Who I'm saying, okay, we'll I'm see. Saying... Yeah, we'll see the end. We'll see the end. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see at the end. I, st I, I was thinking to myself the whole show, I was like, oh, well, the, these bottom picks, those are going to be the interesting ones. And now I'm getting to the top. I'm like, we're about to crown somebody the best main support of the entire history of Overwatch. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know if these knuckleheads have gone with my <laughs> with my pick. So now I'm now I'm getting anxious about it. Like, who the hell are we actually going to pick? Yeah, oh, I'm getting kind of anxious about some names. Yeah, <laughs> Number three, top 10 main supports. Yeah. This... Is interesting. It's Toby. Okay. Oh. Mm. Okay. Look at that so, last quote. Mine he is needed to be on the list. Mine's the even longer Lucio than that, but yeah. God. I think Toby. I actually had Toby one spot lower. I had him at fourth, and then Astro at third. So and but he one hundred percent deserved to be in the top five. He uh he did. He just did because when you think about actual goats of like players that have been here for the beginning of time that have been in this game, it's Toby. It's, it's just Toby. And it's also someone that's been here so long, but has remained consistently good throughout his entire career. Mm -hmm. He is the meme of he he's eats other support players. It's just like he consumes them. It just happens. Everyone that's ever tried to play with Toby, he just beats them out. <laughs> I mean, he, he just wins. He just, he just, he's like a slime. He just consumes them. And he always is so good. He's well-rounded. 
Uh, he's a role model, I think, to a lot of people, like a lot of Korean players in particular in the scene, they respect him really heavily, which is why he's, even though I didn't necessarily like him becoming a head coach, he's the only player that could realistically make it work as a head coach going into next year um, for with no other coaching experience. So he does it, he's a top five candidate, uh, number four on my list, and just uh, literally just an OG in all respects. Like if there is a GOAT status based off time in the game, and main support, he's probably the pick. But he was also able to adjust to every kind of like meta and style of like. Is he the yeah. uh, where we talk about funny Asher, right? And he like skilled he is. Like is Toby that? No, but he's able to make his style of play work and lead through every single meta that's gone on. Really been a winner, kind of like everywhere he's went. And I think this is one case where you actually do kind of give him the. The, the win in terms of longevity, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. he's been literally here since the beginning and mm-hmm. still and still here, uh, obviously now going into <laughs> coaching, but was still producing at a high level. Right, and I think the other part to this too, uh, hidden on Bren's point from the beginning of the episode, is that Toby was an innovator. Yep. In 2017, the Korean Lucios, I mean, prior to 2017, Lucio was not a character in this game it was an afk hero for people who wanted to call it, it just wasn't even a playable hero but after people like toby really got their hands on it and, and toby's the number one name that comes to mind in terms of pushing the envelope when it comes to lucio um then other people were forced to try and mirror the impact that that toby was getting from Lucio, otherwise you would lose because you're like playing 5v6. Uh, the guy's having such a huge impact from a role that people thought was just a nothing role. Um, and so he, he really did change the game when it came to Lucio. He's one of the, he's, he's the probably biggest innovator and dominated one of the years of the game, which was 2017. So I think that's incredibly impressive. And he's remained above average across all of the other years. Um, even when comparing against tougher and tougher competition. Yiska actually picked him as number one, and I'm not mad about that, honestly. Because I think I think if your criteria yeah. was heavily to do with um, time played and like you had to be relevant in a lot of the years that the game has been active, then Toby is your obvious choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. When I was thinking of the like players that innovated, like you said, Josh, Toby was the name that came to mind. Because like you said, before that, no one was really thinking about it as a role where you could maximize value. Toby came along, thankfully, Uncle Egg, the you know, brought the spotlight onto him. Your video, the famous YouTube yeah, video, no translated. Toby before me, huh? Nobody was looking at nobody was looking at Toby before me. Yeah, you, I found you shone a spotlight on his play, and uh, yeah, I mean, the guy has remained consistent ever since. There's gonna be a viewer out there who believes that. Has a hell of a legacy. Enough to believe that. Hell of a legacy, and um, also when I was talking about the wishy-washy category of people that you think of as like the figureheads of their roles, Toby was up there as one of those players for me in my mind. Let's take a look at number two in our top ten support. Serious. Uh, Number two is Moth. Moth. Yeah, I am a huge fan of Moth. I'm a huge fan yeah. of Moth. Um, this guy, I've, I've always rated him super highly. I felt like, you know, on the Gladiators when he was playing in 2021, I felt like 2020, 2021 was a bad year for main sports in general, people who were dedicated main sport players, despite the fact that we did see Lucio being played and 
you know, a tremendous amount of brig. It was still hard for a lot of those players. And Moff didn't really get used a lot. Gladiators decided to put a lot of their eggs in, you know, skewed and shoe, which is understandable. They were a lot of success with it. But despite all that, there's no one that is the two-time back-to-back champ like Moff playing the role that he did. And uh, the guy is just incredible. People think that, you know, his Lucio is probably his best role. I think his Mercy is his best role. I think that uh, that was one of the things as well that really separates him. Just the spatial awareness of this guy when he plays. Incredibly high peaks. Not only was he doing it as well in the GOATS meta, but he carried it forwards and he's been consistently good for pretty much all of his career. This is where I had Moth on my list. Uh, I think, obviously, a tremendous leader, back-to-back champion. Uh, It's kind of hard to put him anywhere like almost lower than this i do think when you kind of look at like the mechanical skill there's definitely you know some players and i think probably the player we have at number one definitely are above him i think he kind of brings a lot to teams that you probably you know do not see i think though did this season for me kind of hurt a little bit for him you know didn't play a ton uh we kind of thought he would really be, be the one that made the impact for the gladiators to like push them through when you know, maybe he did behind the scenes, but in terms of play, wasn't that. Uh, and right now, what he's not signed to a team, correct? Uh, not currently, he's going into next year, yeah. So it's like, uh, I think he had probably one of the obviously best runs that anybody's had, but uh, a bit quiet since then. Where I think the person that you know I had at number one. Obviously not that scenario. You just perfected the mic during this long. If Josh can fucking echo the entire time, I get burp into the mic. You are filth. There's not equivalent. That's not even equivalent. Yeah, it is. Comparisons. Mm -hmm. So I I also want to point out, though, that, um, again, if you were doing things based on championships, if that was your criteria, then Moth just wins. Right, yeah. like the the guy just wins. He's won two championships. He was playing Lucio, playing Mercy, elite at both of the roles. He he's incredible. So I wouldn't be mad if you had Moth at number one either. I think he's got a good argument for it, depending on what your criteria was. Um, it, it's unfortunate he didn't get an opportunity to showcase that this year playing for the Gladiators because he wins another stage title, but barely played. To be honest, I mean he played some, yeah. but he was mostly behind skewed um which really hurts even though skewed was probably the best brig i mean either one or two in terms of brig play that we had in uh in the league so it's not it's not too much of a, a downer being sat behind him it, you just miss out on a year of your career to be able to show how good you are and compete for that kind of goat status uh, that's one of the things that you miss out on when you're sat on the bench even against or behind incredibly good players. But he did dominate the game in 2019-2020. I mean, he was a beast. Was he hands down the best in those years? There was arguments to be made for other people, like Slime, for example, or, uh, you know, Funny Astro and other players yet to be mentioned too. But he's he's absolutely deserves his spot in the top three. There There could be no argument of him being outside the top three, in my opinion. Yeah, I think if he had had more playtime this year, you, I would have potentially made the argument for number one, depending on how his performance, but he just didn't have any playtime. So you can't have someone that misses a year hit number one in my spot, essentially. You just can't have it. He doesn't play. Um, yeah, and but I don't even hold that 
so heavily against them because he legitimately was benched by arguably the best Brigida in the whole league, the skewed. Uh, so like, I don't even, I'm not even mad about that performance necessarily about being benched in that because the thing is that people kind of forget his hero pool was still pretty decent. Like not just it his is, Brigida yeah. was still pretty decent, like pretty solid. And also he was one of the few main sport players that it's a, it's something that fell out of style pretty early on in Overwatch. Like it didn't really get happen until essentially after 2018 of Overwatch League. But you would occasionally play strats like on Hanamura where your main sport would swap to like Ana or something like that. And he was one of the few main sport players that actually had enough competence to be on a flex support hero too, um, mechanically. Like the only other person that came to mind where it was actually worth it was Toby. And the other reason why, the other thing that he shared with Toby, which is why he goes so up on this list alongside Toby, uh, is he had arguably, in my opinion, the best play style you want out of a main support player in terms of <laughs> you are extremely well balanced. You can make plays when you see plays available, but then you also know when to back up, when you're saving your speed boost, like when to play more passive and appeal for your team versus trying to make the play as Josh continues to cough up lungs and then eat a hobnob uh, off the camera. <laughs> 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 and uh and, and it's something that was analyzed earlier that it hasn't really been analyzed recently but back in i think like 2017 ish someone did like a sort of an analytics review by like a numbers review of like toby's play style which moth pretty heavily mimics of how balanced his aura uses was, how long he spent on speed versus swapping to heal and then like when he swapped between those and it just was like perfect like it followed the tempo of a fight perfectly and it got the max value after each swap. And that's sort of what Moth mimicked on Lucio, which is like extreme value and not feeding and getting just and finding the openings when you need to while also having a very balanced hero pool. And the other reason he goes high up on the list is uh, he's a caller, very strong calmer um, and like an IGL sort, though he wasn't like necessarily a pure IGL for every team he's been on. But uh, I do think that for that reason alone, he should be number two because he's just. What I think is like him and Toby, the perfect play style is a Lucio player, but he's more well-rounded and with better mechanics. All right. No arguments here. Number one, the final undisputed top main support of Overwatch 1. Without further ado. Before I reveal this, I will say this player was almost unanimous among all of all, you. Almost? Who didn't? We'll find out after. We'll find out after. Yeah. It's Lee J gone. Yeah. Yeah. No doubts here. Nitro's quote, elite level performance for three years, including a championship and the highest individual peaks puts Lee J gone. Some of the first things we've ever gotten right on this show. There's <laughs> a ranking. <laughs> I, I would say so, but I will say too. I mean, again, Yiska did this and said that it was Toby, and a lot of the community thought that, ah, oh, well, I mean, that's a good idea, but probably should be Moth. You know, I don't think Lee J gone is the community's choice because i think a lot of the narratives around this guy are that he plays an overly risky style because you see when he gets punished as well because he does take risks right he goes for plays yeah. he's flashy and he gets massive value when it works but he does occasionally especially in that like, incredibly memorable game when they played against uh the shock i think it was in 2020 uh, and he ended up dying a lot and got like focused discord orb and, and ended up dying didn't adjust too early but to me those those are notable because they're the exception normally this guy gets away with so much more than every other lucio in the game and his brig people don't talk about his brig enough it's enough to make me cream when i watch it 
It's so good. By man. the way, he's in his parents' kitchen saying this. But yeah. So he's in... um, <laughs> I also think for me, like, uh, he really kind of defined, like, uh, I think, like, players like him and Funny Astro have kind of, like, taken... Uh, and, and even FD God, I think, like, what a main support should be and kind of, like, changed it moving forward for the game, right? Like, the way these players play and how aggressive and, uh, you know, mechanically skilled they are. Like, if, uh, when, when Overwatch is, like, 5v5, and, like, they say they, they kind of want it to be more, like, you know, fast-paced shooter-ish. Like, you imagine players like this or what people go for and how the people excel uh, playing that. So that's kind of where I view it as, like, He's really kind of uh, obviously had success in Overwatch 1, I think really kind of set the bar pretty high for where main supports need to go in the future. Yeah, yeah. This I mean, guy, he's a freak. I mean, I am one of the biggest Moth fanboys you'll ever see, but Lee Jae-yong, undisputed in my eyes. Because not only... He, he maintains all the qualities that I, that I was looking for in this list. Consistency, high peaks in terms of almost undisputed best main support player in their era that they played, which was 2021. But he did it in the era where we've seen the highest level of gameplay. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And he's securing championships. Came pretty close to it as well in, in previous years. The guy is a freak. And I think that when we look back at this as well, people see this feeding high-risk, high-reward playstyle. Previously, I mean, it's... it's you just you need to look at every other main support player over the course of the history, and you see most people trend towards a safer playstyle. Lee Gon doesn't. And this is what I mean by innovation. I think people will look back at this and think this was the next stage of where you would get value out of a character like Lucio. It's not just a passive value you're bringing by being in sync with the rest of your team. It's actively looking for opportunities to create magic out of thin air, stuff that can turn around team fights. And that and balancing act where you're literally on a nice edge, where you can either be featured in a funny top 10 Reddit moment clip compilage where you're, you're feeding your brains or you're getting booped off the map because you've, you've overextended, or... You, you're just you're just popping off and you are creating these moments that normally is reserved for higher impact roles quote-unquote higher impact roles we think about it like that but i i, I think this guy does it on multiple roles he's got a championship he's consistent and he did it in one of the highest skill level uh, eras that we know of which is the 2021 year i think the skill level of every other team that was playing has never been higher in the overwatch league up until uh, the year that we just witnessed and I think um, the, the playstyle difference is really important too, because I don't think Lee Jagon necessarily has a better playstyle than Moth. I think it comes down to what you're trying to, uh, or, or, or how risk, um, how risky you want to play. So I think a, a good way of thinking about things when I watch them is that Moth tends to go for risks when not doing something would be even riskier. <laughs> Like for for example, if there's if there's an enemy Widowmaker that's set up in a perfect position to kill all of his team, he will take the risk to go and challenge that enemy Widowmaker and shut them down, because just to leave them open would be in itself a losing uh, gambit, right? Whereas Legion will go out and hunt for advantages rather than. Moth is going to usually be trying to shut down opponents' advantages or their attempts at doing stuff. And I think the, there are pros and cons to both playstyles, but the way that Lee Jigon's been able to find that balance most of the time and also over-push against bad opponents, that's not a bad thing to, to take the piss when your opponents can't punish you. 
If, if your opponents are bad and they can't figure out how to shut you down, you should be doing dumber and dumber shit to get more of an advantage because they can't punish you. And people look at that gameplay and they go, this is so brain dead, man. This guy should die. This guy shouldn't be able to get away with this. But he can, and he picks the moments most of the time to be able to get away with it too. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I if Moth had, in my personal opinion, the lowest Lee Gun could have gone for me was number two. He was yeah. clearly the top two best main supports of Overwatch 1. But if Moth had had a good year this year, I will say I would have had Moth above him, potentially, if he had had a really good year. Of course. Um, but he didn't play, so it's not fair. And Lee Gong <laughs> had an incredible performance in 2021. So it's just based off the evidence available to us. He has to be the best for the end because we just, I can't empirically state, like, what if I go into the Bizarro universe where Moth played in 2021 and say he should have been the best? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's really really good, and he's insanely aggressive, and he gets value out of it. And also, so many times we talk about his Lucio, and like you said, Josh, his Brigida was really really good. He had a really good hero pool actually for what you want out of main support in Overwatch One. Um, and he was like just amazing at everything he does. And I think it's a different play style than what we've seen from like players like Moth or Toby, but it's one that has a lot of value still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that that's out the way, it's time to take a dive. That means Johnny may not have had him first. Well, it's time to take Eventually. a deep dive into the actual or list Brent. and take a look at what everybody had in their, their top... I don't know if we're going to look at the top 15 or top 10. Um, I, I think, think we did top 15 but for Let's, let's right? take a look so. at them. Here's, here's all of them. So this is the, the algorithm that you cooked up, Kurt. The points-based system. Oh, Neptuno. I didn't have Neptuno on any of my I list. did not have Neptuno on mine either. <laughs> what are these picks? How I didn't have Closer. Quick Closer. List? Why is Custa so far? Okay. I had Custa yeah. in top 10. <laughs> what? You did, you did, you did not. not have Scott in top 10. <laughs> I did. Fuck off. I did. Uh, that's yeah. atrocious Matthew. that's actually <laughs> well Shall once we, we started to to talk about everybody else i realized i made a mistake with that Should i we was go like yeah everybody's, maybe. Uh, everybody's list one at a time here who had closer i had closer number 10 okay i had closer uh, you know towards the bottom in like 12th position or something the the dude was part of an incredible run pre-owl and then he's been playing at like a there's big goose at? level an owl. okay so dude, i actually had big goose on my list i had him at I had big goose at 12th yeah he played two seasons of Overwatch League. Here are the. I, I'd like to do it this way. I I think we should each try and pitch someone that didn't make the top ten and try and convince the others that they forgot about them. Here, I'll go you know first since I mean? they're close to the list. I'll go, go first since he's close to the list already, just from the algorithm. Closer, closer should be number ten, and I'm going to tell you my reason why. He had a long career in the Overwatch League. He what he won. The first season of Overwatch League, so he's well, a champion. But did he? he was there? I mean, he was. I know, I know. He wasn't technically. Yeah, he was, was physically present I guess. at the time, but he, him he being did win benched, a championship. Won them the championship. <laughs> but, but, but he still had play time during Overwatch season one and during the season, the first season, and before that, great run pre Overwatch League season one, and I think every year after that, um, he actually had a very solid around. I think above averageish performance on all of his heroes. No joke. I think he was extremely well rounded player. I think he had a pretty average to above average performance on all the above other years. Above average might be stretching it a little, but average. I think, I think he, he got kind of. I think if he had, I think he got scapegoated on not scapegoated, but 
no, maybe scapegoated on the on the fuel actually. Um, when and when they replaced him with uh, paintbrush, I think he far outperformed paintbrush on the fuel. I think he was a good player on the fuel a year before, and I think he was a fine, a pretty solid player on justice as well. I think he was an overall very solid. And to me also, I rate consistency quite highly. And I rate him pretty consistently good across a variety of heroes. It's just Hustler he was never was better amazing. than Closer. Shut your mouth. I don't, Shut I don't your mouth. No, I, that's I, not I have close to the, on, in the top 15. Yeah. No, how no, would, I, I mean, you guys, are what you are you talking about? How does Scott get to be in the top 15? Mean, he got traded to the Valiant. They started to play good. Like Bren was saying, you know, he started the custom news network. No, uh, so, he's done yeah. nice things. Oh, no, so here's, no. here's what I was thinking. No. Here's what I'm thinking with this. I was I was trying to think about it, and I'm like, obviously I'm weighing the eras of more recent Overwatch One gameplay higher because the skill level gets increased. People are learning off of previous years, playing at a high level, but it shouldn't take away from having very strong performances early on in the game's life cycle. Which I yes, Scott wasn't playing main support. He was playing mainly flex support early yeah. on as well. He moved into main support, but I also took into account the fact that he he was a, a charismatic leader in terms of the role, and he's one of those rare players that can can act as a, a bit of a mediator. I imagine as well within that team environment, which is yeah, I think it's it's he, pretty rare. I mean, most Overwatch players don't know where how he to, was any good. He yeah. wasn't he one good. Year. Better than Closer. I mean, I no, think my no, he was like, not. No, he wasn't. Closer's no, he 2017 wasn't. was genuinely really good. Like, actually really good. Like, much better than Scott's 2017 or Scott's 2018. <laughs> yeah, well. I, I didn't have... I didn't and have, I didn't his have 2019, because Scott... I didn't have Closer on my list. I didn't have him like, up he, high. I didn't have him I didn't up have high. Closer on my list. I had Scott <laughs> in my top 10, but I regret it. Okay, so I'd like to... want to go over each other's list real quick? Yeah, let's go over the list. Josh, you're going to say something. I want to pitch somebody, though. I want to pitch someone for, for real, for real. Because Closer, all right, I buy that. But uh, Connor, you said consistency. I want to give you young Toby. His name is Animo, and eight out of his 12 points came from me, motherfuckers. So you guys just didn't even put him on your lists. I had Animo. I had him in the top 15. But I had him in the 14th. I had 14th. This guy was one of the best main supports of 2018. When it was mercy meta, sure. So does that count for much? Perhaps not. But you know, he was sharing playtime with Ark and looked looked really good before Overwatch League as well. Was actually doing incredibly. His career spans back to the very beginning of 2017, playing for Ardeont and uh, Mighty AOD, like really competitive teams within uh, within the Korean scene and then the Pacific team was uh, seen as well. And the guy's got huge amounts of um, history, and he's still been. Average to above average in the seasons in which he played in the Overwatch League 2019, 2020, and 2021 yeah. as well. He's been able to maintain that kind of performance. He's a young Toby, and he's been robbed of his position. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that I was wrong in terms of the building of some of my early uh, lists. My, my, my lists at the very bottom. I think you put in some fair points. I don't agree with it because I think Onimo is exceptionally low impact. I think he's an exceptionally low impact player. Uh, I think rude. he is extremely consistent. No, it's he is consistent. <laughs> he has like 0.8 deaths per three years, but he also does <laughs> 10 damage every millennia. So like he's that's the problem I have with Onimo is that like I do think he's a very consistent player and he deserves a spot like in the mention of the top 15. But because he is 
essentially like the player version of erosion and you're dealing with a geologic timeline of impact with him that is <laughs> I, I just can't have him top 10 that's that's the main thing that i that's the main argument i have against him i do agree though his hero pool is good he has strong consistency but he is just very very low impact yeah, i tried to put animo and arc in the same spot to get 16 players in okay but can I try and push for somebody sure. to be in the top 10? My, my argument. I had this player at 10th, um, and that player is Neptuno um, as an individual. Oh. You guys are all scoffing at me here, but oh. here's my argument. Here's what I wrote down in my notes. One of the most experienced main supports of all time. They've been around a long storied career from top to bottom, um, playing as, you know, up, up to a very recent degree. Ups and downs. Good night, but father. <laughs> uh, what did you just say? He said goodnight to his dad. Uh-huh. Okay. He said he, in a very creepy way though. <laughs> yeah, that was very weird. Um uh, here's the thing. Made the Owl Finals in 2018 on a team, right? Playing uh playing that role as well around the time. Again, not playing the best main support in the world, but at least me being part of that team and bringing with it the experience that comes with the fact that he is one of the when he was competing, one of the oldest players as well in the Overwatch League. That comes with a certain level of uh, emotional maturity in terms of being on that roster, which you can not build around, but it, it's it's good to have. There's teams that fall apart with copious amounts of talent because they don't have that there, that that kind of rock and foundation. Um, but also, it's the fact that he he stuck around. It wasn't just that it, you know 2018 was a blip on the radar. He showed high levels of performance. I believe was it 2020 in the summer showdown where Philly won. He had well in in 2020. He was actually that was with Charge, and he went to the, they Wait, won. What the it fuck was am with I Charge. About? In 2019, he also had in 2019 he had the stage one playoffs with Philly as well. But okay, well, that that in, in like no, he did win summer. Whatever. He won summer showdown in 2020. The with Charge. Charge won the yeah, with Charge. summer showdown. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it yep. was in 2020. He won that. You well, scared so me not... for a bit. You have him at number nine. Oh, we do have a um, number nine. It, yeah. yeah. Sorry, because of my number system. Yeah, I was worried that I screwed everything up. No, but yeah, sorry. you have a number nine. I'm just looking at the Did side. Did you start at yeah. zero or something? No, it's just what? the way he formatted it. I just, uh, I had like a, at the top, I had, it, it doesn't matter. I didn't put the numbers next to so I used the, the rows, basically. Can we take a look at his entire list? Can, can Let's just, just see Bryn's list. Let's just see so Bryn's list. There's some names that I would uh, push much so lower. I'm at number three. I had yes. slime in three as well. You I had slime in three as well. Did we even watch the same game in the past two years? I, I, I quite like my top 10 list. I would keep. Yeah. But you only, uh, no, did, I no. mean, did you only remember his play from 2019? You just I mean, also, you have much. Custa in the top 15. You have wins. You have wins <laughs> in the top 15. I have yeah. wins as well. Because I'm considering, like I'm considering legacy. I'm considering legacy. He didn't yeah. play in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, I know, but and I'm still considering. Am I supposed to just uh, erase 2016, 2017? Yeah, he didn't play. I mean, like he was just sitting on the cart. He yeah, sat I on the cart. Listen, he didn't have. And Ren looked at impact. Impact on impact, Overwatch I'm looking, as I'm a thinking whole. About, I'm thinking about legacy of these players as main support players at the time that people were looking at as part of winning <laughs> rosters. They were on it. Yet, yeah, yes, uh, with hindsight, I would be dragging probably the bottom five. I take them off, and I put in other players. But my top ten, I, I'm I'm pretty confident in my top ten. I, I would I would lock in my top ten. I think I think Neptuno 
deserves a spot. I wouldn't. Just because of that consistency, the fact that he has been on a winning roster, he's made finals in the Overwatch League as well, and he's he's actually won a title, um, which was in 2020, and he leaked a bunch of shit with Josh. <laughs> that's yes. just like that's, that's true. Not that even, we're list, we're not giving the Edward Snowden award to the main sports. <laughs> we're not, we're not, that's not like we're not getting anything like that. I, I feel like so. The problem with I your list, a... though, Bren, your top ten seems reasonable if you just forget that FD God and people yeah. like Animal. Where's everyone else? Wait, you didn't like, have FD God at all. He doesn't have FD God even on because when I was you when I was compiling when I was compiling my players, I was looking at at players who had performed at a very high level in um, multiple prim premier level events, like premium level Overwatch events in the in the given time frame. <laughs> And so FD God performed well in 2020. Um, was it 2020 or 20? It was 2020. Yes, 2020. Yeah, when he was on the uh, Paris. And th which did they? Which one did they win? Look, June Joust. No, they won yeah. the Summer Showdown. They won Summer Showdown in 2020 with Charles. Yes, that's what he won. Yeah, you're right. That's Summer the showdown. one title he has. And I, Paris, yeah. I, I, think... I thought. Listen. I thought I was taking into account the winning aspect of it. FD God yeah. did win the one thing, but then also kind of 2021 was not kind on main support players in general. Very high level player. With the power of hindsight, I accept that I'm wrong. I, I have, I, my list, I have the right players. I just may not have the right order, I think. You've got Custa on your You list have Custa. You have Custa way too fucking high. Let me see Matt's list. That's Number nine? <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck Your off. above I, animal. I mean, I can't. This is unreal. This is simply... And Slime 3 again, which hurts me. And then wins. Wins again makes it on the list. Stop putting wins on the list. Why is wins on the list? It should be... All right, all right. If I, could, if I could redo my list, I actually would still keep Slime at three. I think I would... I would bump Toby and Ivelto. I would bump Toby to uh, fourth. I'd bump Ivelto to fifth. I'd put Jixay sixth. I'd then put... This is uh, so interesting. I'd then put Funny Astro probably above FD God. I would drop Custa, right. no move Masa up, and then move IDK up. But then I'd be good. Dude, you okay. just lose off the whole list and you expect and to I'd, it. Oh, And I'd have I Custa mean... at like 12th. Where Bro, Big Goose how is. How on earth did Custer get into your ninth position on your list? It's just disgusting. Yeah, that's that's. I don't. I wasn't that impressed with some how... of the people underneath him. But I need to Moss is way no better. Way so I'm I should have. Custer gets in over people like I like. I have to look at the list again. I'm, I'm going blind. I'm going rage blind. I'm just What's wrong with blind. Slime Third? So okay. much. So much. He only played an elite level for one season, man. For yeah. one. Who's this? I mean, you can argue that he played before that when he was playing with Runaway, sure. So he has more than a whole year, which is why he's on the list at all, right? Because he's got like yes. a year yep. and a half. But he can't be at number three. He can't three. be above oh, Toby. I, what? Can it be? I mean, he can't even. Be, I mean, above Funny Astro is wild. Is for some of the like. <laughs> I'm a little bit confused. Um, not at this list or anything, but I, I just. I thought I've already received the delivery, but I th I just received a text saying that they're coming in 15 minutes to deliver something again yeah. to my house. So, Kurt, here let's, let's let me let me remake uh, some of my list here. <laughs> so, 
uh, where Jack say no, is no. We should put no, Toby. No, and then we're we we, we, have, is, no, we have to we're not, we have to wrap this because I don't know what the hell is going on. We have to move forward. Let's look at everybody else's. Yeah, let's look at everybody else's. So Josh, you had um honestly. All pretty I think reasonable. this is quite acceptable. A pretty I think good Koma list. is an interesting pick. I think mm. Koma is the most yeah. interesting of those picks. So Koma doesn't have a like thorough history. He hasn't played every single tournament of the entire uh, history of Overwatch, but he has a long history. Goes back to playing for Runaway in like 2016, 17. I can't quite remember. Then he was playing for Kongdu Panthera. Then... He's played, obviously, when they won the stage title with the Shanghai Dragons, when it was Koma and Luffy playing on that team. So, like, I, I feel like he's somebody that definitely slips under the radar, but actually has a pretty decent history of playing for top-level teams and looking great while doing it, too. The reason I had him at 11th is because he didn't really play all the time across the whole history mm. there's large chunks where he just goes missing and was playing i don't know also I, only had one now? year at top level competition in 2019 he only played really overwatch league one year in 2019 well overwatch league yes but when he was playing before 2018 he was still playing at top level yeah but if you compare that to players like big goose or even idk and closer and nisha and such like that i feel like all of them have probably or across their careers in Overwatch League and success-wise than Koma does. I think Koma has one time, pretty good yeah. year. but Yeah, but also I think Koma's had some pretty high peaks, is what I would argue. That's, I, I, that's fair. I quite like him anyway. I think one of the names that I actually miss off here, honestly, and nobody mentioned, I was looking at, I was looking at Nisha, um, uh -huh. but couldn't really rate him that highly. I thought it was a good I have Nisha in my top 10. Yeah, but... He he had one year and he was mixing playtime with somebody else who's higher on the list. But I was also thinking skewed too. The problem is like, is he a flex support? Is he a main support? I don't even know where to rank. Yeah, only had one I year, actually had him in my top fifteen good. because of that. But have I don't know Johnny's? where. No, we haven't looked at Johnny's yet. No, wait. Something I want to talk about though, since he's not on anyone else's list, is Linksa. I want to talk Linksa. He made my top fifteen, even though he hasn't played in the Overwatch League. But I think this upcoming year, I am feeling very certain that he will be in the league and i think he's going to be up there for the potentially the best chinese main support slash tied with evil tool in the coming year i think i i've what his performance in contenders is nuts he's had an incredible amount of interest from a lot of teams in overwatch league his flexibility is crazy his mechanics are insane i think this guy is going to be someone to watch out for in the coming year and then the rest of it i had skewed on there just because his brigida performance is so singularly good yeah, that I was like, we should put him. But I don't think he was technically, even though he sort of played as a flex support before that, he was a DPS player. So I'm like, I don't really know where to put hit, but I was just like, screw it. I'm going to put him on the list just because the Brigade of Points was so good. Sure. Yeah. All right. What's going on here? See, he Johnny's list. Moffat number one. Uh, I'm not upset at, to be honest. Uh, Neptuno wow. oh, at five. Neptuno. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You guys made fun of me for putting Kustin at the top. You made fun of me the fifth best Overwatch. I was punching for support. Neptuno to be higher as well. And Neptuno he's wasn't even on my list. Too. He's got Ark in 12th. He's, he's got Evil I mean, 11th? Dude, this man, this man loves Mercy players. No wonder why he on. didn't show up. He didn't want to have to defend this. This is this is indefensible. This is this is I don't even know how you could defend this. At least Bren and I are here to defend Masa, our stupidness. Like, Masa is like, okay, I can at least see Masa being pretty but IDK is six as well. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. 
He's I over Astro and And Evil Toll. If Evil Toll was swapped with Neptuno, it would start to make more sense. Oh, but this, it just Jonathan is, is off the fucking goof. He's off I the don't so even when I'm trying to sell Neptuno, he just hasn't had successful enough years after 2018 or before 2018 even. It yeah. wasn't like he was an incredible player pre-Owl. Does Johnny he owe him money? No, I don't know. I mean, Johnny, that's fucking he crazy. He was winning in, in before 2018. What do you mean he was winning? I think what, it was very was minor winning? stuff, but he was winning. He checked his pre- Winning what? He was playing like ESL Go 4 Cups and winning those. I think his but one, his one really victory those in the greatest of, was he uh, won the European the, Pit Championship. Yeah, we're doing the greatest of all time record. Yeah, and I don't you're know. wanting us to rate Fifth? The, the Pit Monthly Championship from 2017. If I, if I could interject here, the quote that Johnny gave for Neptuno at number five was, a veteran with iconic aggression and leadership. Successful iconic wherever... Did? Successful wherever he goes. That... Oh, I'm gonna, he I'm he knows it. he was on the Guangzhou charge, right? I'm gonna lose it, dude. <laughs> also, I'm gonna charge, put out something so else, too. I right think year. you could have put like, the year that he played, I think they, his they may play have been was, right in year. 2018 wasn't even that amazing. I'm going to say it. I don't think his play in 2018 wasn't even that amazing. I think he played a suboptimal Mercy play style in 2018. Like, there were times... Uh, uh, yeah, he, but actually He found his a value, lot of value on a, on a, on a character think, that just well, wasn't... I think, his, I think it was suboptimal value. I think he could have replaced him just like... If he had just damage boosted slash healed his teams during those really cool Mercy clips, he probably would have done more value than pissing mm. people. Where did Johnny uh, have wins? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he didn't have wins though. Also, top fifteen again is crazy to me. Like, I can at least see Arc because Arc's performance on Mercy was so singularly good at times. But like, uh, I honest don't know, to God, man. guys, I, I'm looking at how high Neptuno and Custer that's are crazy. on this list. That's, that's it's incredible like that we had a decent top 10. I what think our top 10 is decent. The high, I think the high the, top is easy. Yeah. yeah. It's, apparently it wasn't. Neptuno was five. Apparently it wasn't that easy. <laughs> <laughs> that is absurd. That's, Absolutely but This is absurd. what I mean. Like, Johnny, I mean, we all have different... We all have different methods of working out our top 10s in terms of what we way highly and what we appreciate in players that are on this list johnny can we sees... agree mm -hmm. sorry can we agree when we do the next episode if jonathan's here let's say we're doing main tank i can't remember what the mm -hmm. next one is we just spend the first five minutes of it getting jonathan to defend yes. oh there's way you defend this well maybe he's just a really big fan of neptuno's like counter-strike play back in um 2004 <laughs> I really want to know, I really want to know as a final like list examination thing for both of you. This is a cross examination for Bryn and Mr. X. Yeah. Why is wins in the top 15 on both your list? I need to know. Just part, <laughs> he was part of a winning roster that was winning at a time when. Oh, I, was the I, wanna, I got a perfect stage. Okay. Where's I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. Like I said, I'm completely <laughs> willing to my, my entire top section, bottom section of the list. I, I'm just going to take them out, and I would replace them with a lot of the names that you guys are bringing up. IDK, for example, FD God. Names that should well, be I mean, on my I, list. 
but they just but I just what I was looking at was I was going back in time I was looking at the premier tournaments I was looking at who was the winning teams at the time who were the, who were the teams that were performing at a very high level and when I was going through that those players slipped past my grasp when I was looking at some of the top players it's it's just when I was looking at 2019 as an era I was only looking at Moff and Slime really as, as the players those are the ones that stuck out of my head um 2020 yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't defend myself. I was wrong. That's fair. I, uh, What's your Matt? I had the right players, I think, just the wrong order. No, you're fucking dumb. I, 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 I have to go. So I think I did. I, I, I have to it's go. It's not like I had wins, but I didn't have IDK or FD God. Uh, Matt, shut up so the Bren can close Bren the episode. Bren has to go. Bren, oh, you want to close the episode, Bren. I have to go. I, yeah, I don't know what the hell's I going fans. on. But. Thanks for watching the episode, everybody. It's a little it's a little special episode of Top 10 Main Supports. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and our picks and our end, uh, end result list for the top main supports of Overwatch 1. Johnny's list is some fucking goo. We, <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what the next um, role we're doing is, but um, yeah. It's going mean, to be flexible, right? It's going to be something similar. Might, yeah, I think it might be flexible. Not too sure. Um, make sure you leave a comment as well. I know I told you at the beginning as well, but you know, everybody, let's let's wish Mr. Larson that he gets better soon as well, because you know he couldn't be on this episode because he was sick. I was I would love to have had him on the episode just to find out what the uh, justification was oh, for Neptuno in top five. You know, it's, <laughs> it would have it's been great mad. to have Johnny here. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Follow the Twitter and all that good business. I'm going to try and keep the the content going within this drought. We really are. We're 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 essentially the pioneers. We're digging wells within the desert. <laughs> We're really digging deep for the content during this uh, this off season. We're essentially water divination people We're walking <laughs> around with sticks, just looking for the, the divining rods. It's hard using you know? divining rods to try and figure out where the hell the content is. Hard out here. It's arduous. But yeah, thank you for watching, everybody, and we will see you next time. Peace.